Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show broadcast on your local radio station, GTFM. I'm Gitto Davis of the Ponty Media Team and I'll be hosting the show which deals with all things relating to your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. The weather outside has been frightful and very little rugby has been played, at club level at least, over the past month. The Ponty senior squad have been without a game for over a month now due to the Six Nations and a postponement caused by the visit of Storm Dennis. But all that will hopefully change this coming Saturday as Pontypridd host Newport at Sardis Road in the Indigo Premiership. We'll be looking forward to that game during the show. Our special guest this evening is Ponty legend, former Wales outside half Kerry Sweeney. 174 club appearances, amassing 967 points, 35 senior Wales caps. That's a record to be proud of. And we'll be chatting to Kerry about his illustrious rugby career, his current projects and more. All that to come on the Ponty Rugby Show this evening. But we start with a regular weekly update of the happenings and events at Pontypridd RFC, the news round presented by Grace Reynolds. There's been over a month now since Pontypridd senior squad saw some competitive action, and that was in the home premiership match against Bridgen back on the 25th of January. The long midwinter break is due to come to an end with a home match against Newport this coming Saturday, 29th of February, kicking off at 2.30pm. Ponty currently lie fourth in the league table with a record of nine wins and seven defeats, whilst their next opponents, Newport, are back in ninth position with six wins to their name but with two games in hand. Work is ongoing to repair and clear extensive flood damage caused to Taffville Park, the home of Pontypridd RFC Mini and Juniors during Storm Dennis. The pitch itself was flooded, but more significant was damage done to the recently refurbished changing rooms. A Just Giving page has been set up to raise much-needed funds, and a benefit night has been organised for Friday evening the 20th of March. The event will be staged in the Grandstand Lounge at Sardis Road and will feature live act Temporary Chaos. Tickets are now on sale priced at £5. For more information on all the Taffville Park fundraising campaigns, you can log on to Pontypridd RFC Mini and Junior's Facebook page or the club website. After a long break due to match postponements, Pontypridd Youth finally got into action last Saturday with a hastily arranged friendly against Gilvath Cork at Sardis Road. Fielding a development team with many younger age grade players given an opportunity, Ponty secured a valuable 25 points to 5 win over Gilvach. Ponty Youth is still going strong in three competitions, currently top of the Blues Premiership Tier 1 table, into the final of the Blues Cup and due to face North Wales side Nant Conway in the quarterfinals of the National Youth Cup. The next event in Ponty flanker Richelard's testimonial year is an evening with guest speaker Phil Steele, a comedian, raffle and buffet meal on the Saturday evening the 11th of April. The event will be staged in the Sardis Road Clubhouse commencing at 7pm and tickets are now on sale priced at £20 per person with tables of 10 available. To book a seat with tickets expected to sell out fast, please get in touch directly with Rhys Shellard on 079502-49222. That's 079502-49222. All the details as ever are available on the club website and social media. Pontypridd away premiership tie against Merthyr on Saturday 7th of March has been given a 1pm kickoff time. Both clubs have agreed to the early start as the England v Wales Six Nations match will be played later on the same day, kicking off at 4.45pm. 
Ponty fans can travel on the supporters club coaches to Merthyr and be transported back to the Sardis Road Clubhouse in good time to watch the England v Wales match with complimentary food and live entertainment laid on. The best way to keep track of everything going on at Sardis Road, matches and events and all the latest news and views from Pontypridd the RFC is by logging onto the club website www.ponty.net and on our social media platforms Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to me, Grace Reynolds on Ponty Rugby News Round. Well, thank you, Grace. Uh, it's time now to welcome our special guest on the show this evening, Kerry Sweeney. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show with us, Kerry. No problem. Um, I'll start off, I'll take you back 21 years almost to the day. I believe it was the 27th of February, 1999, a Welsh <laughs> Cup tie, Pontecrede against Bonamine. When you made your senior debut for Ponte, have you got any recollections, if not of that game, you know, of that time when you came into the Ponte senior squad? Yeah, I think I just I can just remember being like really excited, you know, just to be part of uh, the club really and being involved in the match day, you know, at that time there's a lot of you know, really good players that have gone down as Ponte legends now since then, like Dale McIntosh, Paul John, you know, just to actually get a chance to actually, you know, be training with them was uh was just uh, you know a dream come true really, but to actually being having a chance of actually getting on the field and playing with them, it was uh, you know for me being local Pontypridd boys, I always wanted to play for Pontypridd. It was it was like a dream come true. Yeah. So what what was your background then? You you're from Glencoe originally, is it? And is that the club you played for then, junior level? Uh, original. Firstly, originally from Annisabul. First, I lived right. there for six years because my my family originally from Annisabul, and then we moved down to Glencoe when I was about six. Then. Ah right. Um, so I grew up there, went to school there, and, and played all my uh, mini rugby and and junior rugby there for my school and uh, and for Glencoe RFC then. Yeah. And how did the call up? Was there a Pontypridd Academy at the time? Were you called up into that then? No, I think back then it was a case of like Pontypridd youth was still, you know, they're still strong now, but that was kind of the the route into first um, first class rugby, so to speak, back then. And um, yeah, I kind of I played my youth at Glencoe from like sixteen up to eighteen, and then I was playing. I played for the Welsh schools then under eighteens at A level, and. Um, yeah. It was kind of through there. I got asked to come out to Pontypridd then just a trial for the youth team by uh, Mike Oliver right. and, Ga- and Gary Lucas at the time who were coaching there. And uh, they used to have a big trial system then over the summer because all the good players from the local like lower clubs would kind of be invited down to Pontypridd to try and push on. And then um, and I, went, I just went from there really to go through the trial system a bit and uh, just broke through into the team at, uh, at that level. Then. And who was coaching Ponty at that time then? Who, who uh, gave you that trial? It was uh, that that was that was Mike Oliver that was at the at the youth level, was but then it was Dennis John. It was Dennis John then. Ah, right, and, yeah. Uh, and Lynn and yeah. Lynn Owls yeah, first yeah. time round. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I think they had. A, I think they had a couple of injuries at the time, and Jinx had left. I used a Cardiff, so it was kind of. It ah, opened right. up quite. It opened up quite nicely for me for for some, for the youngster coming through, and um, you know I was lucky enough. I played for the Wales feeder then. Obviously, got selected through playing for Ponte Youth and stuff and we had a really good year that year we got to the final because it was in Wales as well so yeah, they just asked me to they asked me to come up to training with them because they had a couple of injuries and stuff and uh, I suppose they went from there then just progressed that way and the Ponte squad that, that you went into the senior squad then who was about then was Nicky Little the Fijian international uh, player yeah Nicky was there for the one year uh, Lee, Lee Jarvis had come back the first right. year yeah and then Leeds moved. Uh, I think he'd gone down to Nice, so I, I was still I was still only nineteen then. So I think it was a bit too much of an ask for him to kind of 
put it all onto my shoulders to try and run the team from 10 at that. Then um, they brought Nicky Little in yeah. for a year then. And then uh, Nicky, Nicky did really well in fairness. He was great, like, and uh, just to bring me on a bit. Yeah. And then uh, Jinx came back then, I think. I think Jinx, yeah, Jinx came back then, but I kind of broke through then. So it was kind of, Jinx was obviously getting on a, on a bit older then and kind of, um, right. so he was, you know, helping me out a lot anyway. And before that, anyway, even when he was on there, so he used to go do, do my kicking with him and, uh, yeah. you know, use his expertise in that sense. And, uh, and it just went on from there then. And it was you and Neil competing for that number ten shirt for a while. Uh, then, yeah, it, it was for a little bit. Yeah, but obviously I was I was younger then. I think Neil, you know, Neil was probably in his. I think he was in his last year. Right. But then we went we went on to the Warriors then That's afterwards right. as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know it was, uh, but it was it was good. I really you know them times were really good. It was still still a lot of characters in the game. Yeah. You know, still still a lot a lot of cracks of local boys as well, which was which was really good. Yeah, and in the meantime, of course, you'd been capped. Uh, by Wales at youth level and under twenty one at the time was it? Yeah, it was hundred. So from in the nineteen, the three of them, we went on to the twenty uh, twenty one. So I had two years of twenty ones then. Yeah, <clears throat> and played a little bit of like I think it was an under twenty three league going at the time for a year or two. So I was like dropping back down to play in that with a few of the youth boys and I think a few of the boys that were, like obviously the senior squad were looking at. Yeah, and uh, a couple of games, but I think I, I think I, I think I had about ten or twelve games that year then. As well, so it kind of broke, kind of broke through quite consistently. Yeah, were you in that? Um, there was a, quite a successful under twenty one Wales team, was it? That um, played New Zealand in quite a famous game. Were you in that one at all? No, I was only I was in the under nineteen, the final I played ah, in, right. up in Stradley Park. But that was that uh, that New Zealand team was littered with them. Um, yeah, all blacks with the likes of Richie McCord, Adam Major, Jerry Collins. Yeah, yeah. Mills Muliaina, Ricky Flute, he was playing. Yeah. So uh, we, lo- I think we lost like twenty points to five or something. Right. But um, you know, it was it was it was still it was a hell of a it was a thing for us to get to the final as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned the the Celtic Warriors. Two thousand and three was the the watershed year in Welsh rugby, you know, and you you just progressed with Neil then onto the Celtic Warriors. What sort of an experience was that, you know, and how it all went pear shaped then? Was there much of a fallout from? You know the Celtic Warriors being disbanded. It was, it was. It's a bit of bit of sweet, really. It was. It was a really good year to be involved with the the squad of players we were with and the coaches because it was, you know, all of the all of the nonsense that went on later was obviously you know that unmean part of the season because everything was going really well. Yeah. On the playing side of it, and all the boys had kind of bonded together, and you know, as a group of players from Pontypridd and Bridgend, it was. Um, you know, it was a really good mix there, but I, we had a really, really good squad at that time as yeah, well. Like the mix yeah. between the Bridgend and Ponty. I think Ponty just come off the back of like winning the cup, and Bridgend had won the last, I think, league yeah. at, at the, yeah. when it was full time professional. So we yeah. had some really good players there, and then I think we did all right in the league. I think we did. I think we finished fourth or something like that. Yeah. And then we, we had a, a half decent like run, I think, in in Europe where we beat Wasps. Yeah, but then unfortunately we lost on beat Wasps away, but then we lost at home. Yeah, and um, for it all to come, it was really disappointing at the end of it. Man, you know the bad part. It was obviously with it getting disbanded, and you know yeah. all the employees, the, the quality of players we had there to disband all them, and kind of the way it was done, it was just a big fire sale, and all, yeah. kind of, you know you go here, you go there. It was like. Did, you know, did you have any say? Really I was going to ask you. Know, did you have any say at all? Because you went to the Dragons then. Yeah, you no, you did have a you did have a say. As in, you know, if you were lucky enough to be 
wanted by one of the other teams. Obviously, it was your, it was your choice to wherever you wanted to go then. So right. I'd had a bit of interest off the Ospreys and off the Dragons. Right. Where I decided to go down to the Dragons. I did. I just felt that they had a bit of a better just running the team down there and they were looking very ambitious at that time right yeah and um, that's why I went there and then back to the Blues then which was a step closer home again yeah I'd been uh, so I came back to the Blues then on the back of Dai Young was just training us for the for the meeting I was out of contract and um, he just looking to assemble a squad where he wanted like two first choice players in each position right you know I think they made a bit of a thing that they were going to try and have a go for Europe yeah over the next couple of years and I think I went about then assembling a squad of like you know quality really internationals and whoever was in like second place choice or whatever was still you know either international or you know really top top of their game as well so that was so who's was the other number ten in that squad? It then? was it was Nick it was Nicky Rock me and Nicky Robinson yeah, at the time. Right. And then Nicky Robinson went and then the famous Sam Norton Knight came over then. Ah, right. <laughs> which was which was uh, a bit of fun. But um no, that was that was I enjoyed that. Some really good players there. It was it was like, you know, I know people say it's oh, it's Cardiff Blues, but it did feel like I was coming home a bit, really, yeah. to my own region. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day there was a lot of boys from Pontypris there and it was a good it was a good set up of local boys as well and a bit of sprinkling of some overseas players. So, uh, you know, you built a hell of a squad uh, going into the first couple of seasons there. Yeah. And we had a couple of good runs in Europe and, you know... Well, you got to the final, that. didn't you, yeah. of the Challenge Cup, was it? Yeah, well, we won that against Toulon against all the odds. Yeah. That was over 11 years ago now. So, um, you know, that's still uh, over in Marseille against against everything, really, with the Toulon. They were star-studded then. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Sonny Bill Williams playing and uh, Johnny Wilson was playing. Yeah, but uh, I think it was only about eight hundred blue supporters over there. In the end, it was about forty thousand uh, Toulon supporters. But, All right. Uh, yeah, it was a big, uh, it was a massive game, and uh, you know to come out on top of that was probably one of the highlights as well. Yeah, so two thousand and thirteen, then you went over the border down to Exeter. How did that move come about then? Uh, that come about really. I was out of contract with the Blues. They decided that. Um, well, they wanted to go with uh, I was thirty yeah, I was thirty three then probably yeah, I think thirty three and a half and um oh, right. they wanted to go with a younger obviously Rich Patchell was coming through. Yeah. And they seen him as the next progressing like number ten. So it was a kind of just let's have a look around. I still felt I had a couple of years left in me. I still felt good and fit and uh, I kinda of, I just had an offer off um Exeter to go down there then and kinda of do a bit of a supporting role of the young ten down there. Yeah, and that, and that's what I did. I went on there for two years. Was that Slade? Was it? Who's uh, yeah. ten at the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Henry Slade at the time. Henry he would have only been eighteen then, coming through. Yeah, so, yeah. That was a that was a great. That was a really. I'm I'm glad I went down there. That really like opened my eyes up to you know different ways of coaching and right how how, how professional the teams are running England compared to the the way they are in Wales and the different coaching styles and yeah. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a real like light bulb moment for me with uh, with coaches down there. It was a, it was a great setup, totally run really professionally, but run by. I think it will sometimes people interfere a bit too much. The rugby side down there looked after the rugby, and the commercial side looked after yeah, the yeah. commercial, and there was nobody poking their noses in, and it was just you get on with your bit, we get on with ours, and all for the better of, of the of the Chiefs as well. Yeah, run as a business with the rugby. Yeah, oh. properly, and you know it's a proper the city down there as well. Everyone is behind the everyone's behind the team, right? You know, everybody can't wait to do. You know, they want to do everything for the team, and it, everyone's you can't buy a ticket down there. Yeah, all oh, right. It's that, it's that popular. It's um, everyone's really behind the team as well. 
Did you, did you find the intensity, you know, then playing the games in the English Premiership? Was that a lot um, more intense? I didn't find like the intensity, but I found I thought no, sorry, the intensity week in week out was different. It was just every week was a big game because yeah. you're playing against English teams. You know, they are coming to your place. They bring in their own supporters as well, which I think, you know, you lack a little bit in the Pro 14 kind of yeah. scenario. Or if you're playing like a team, you know, Connaught, not saying they're not a good team, but they don't bring anyone with them. So yeah. that all builds for the atmosphere within, within the English game. And I think because of the re- um, the relegation scenario, you know, there's yeah, always yeah. that bit of jeopardy involved. And yeah. I just felt because they did, they have got that bit more of a bigger budget. They carry bigger squads and, you know, more quality players so to speak so every game was a big you know a big physical contest but uh, you know the skill level is certainly still there yeah they were you know as good you know I think in Wales it was just as good as skill wise but I just think the intensity week in week out was the difference there yeah different league but when you finished with exit I suppose most players in your situation would have thought well that's enough is enough you know hang up your boots but uh, no you came back to Ponty so what what was the reasoning behind that then uh, well, you know, p- people had always asked me over the, oh, will you come back to Ponty? Will you come? But I never ever given them a definite answer because I never, you know, I couldn't say yes, I will because I never knew if I was going to be fit enough. Yeah. You know, if I was still going to be good enough when I finished, and um, you know, I'd always hoped that I would be able to come back and uh, and finish. Yeah. Upon the period that I started, and I kind of just give something back to the to the younger players there, with, just with my experience, and to be honest, just really like not take my foot off the gas, but just enjoy it. Whereas you know, because it'd been my job for you know nearly 18 years yeah it was a case of coming back and just really trying to enjoy the situation not being under that pressure of being a, profe- a full-time professional and uh you know gareth wyatt phoned me up the one he just said oh what are you doing next year? i said well i'm finished he was like oh do you want to come back i was like oh <laughs> I said, well, what's the what's the crack i said i'm not playing um week in week out mine i said you know i don't want to do that anyway i said i want to i yeah. want to train out one of the youngsters and just be yeah no problem he said we'll You'll only have to play like ten games. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my and my first year I played twenty eight games. Yeah. I think my second year I played another twenty eight. So yeah, but it was you know it was all right. It was fine. Like it was just the situation we were in at that time. It was you know I needed a bit of experience in that position as well. So I, I was happy just to fill in. Well, I can say you know as a supporter and somebody involved with the club looking on, I think you put in a huge shift when you came back to Ponty the second time. You know you didn't shirk the physical aspects of the game. Anything you you really worked hard and played well so it must have been a, a, a good feeling for you to come back to Ponty and contribute so much then No it was like you know I always wanted to do that and I felt like you know for so, you know, I, I have you know, I've been around for so long and had so many experiences over the years with, with players different coaches you know I just felt like you know giving back to the boys as well you know the good thing about Ponty is as well it's all a lot you know, most of the boys are local Yeah, coming up you know coming up through the ranks exactly how I've done it you know it's not you know I come from Glencoch and you know we've come up through the ranks here lower level clubs and you just appreciate them what um, you know what, what the club stands for as well and what other people have gone through so and just to give them a bit of you know just a bit of thing just to say you know you can do it as well like I've done it you can there's no reason why you can't yeah well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. You were, you were nearly forty, I think, when you. Well, it was the end of last season, and you you finally decided yeah. to call it a day. Yeah. Was there a reason behind that then? Uh, yes, I, I think really I was just starting to get to the point where I was like, oh, it was I really I was just had enough to be honest. It wasn't a case of I was injured or yeah. It was just you know it was, and I just think the way I played, I always felt like 
you know, I always felt when I'm playing, I always felt like, you know, I wanted to win and really bad, <laughs> bad loser. Right. And I just felt it started again at the end of last year. And I was thinking, oh, I'm not, not, in, not, not so much, not enjoying it as much, but, yeah. you know, having to travel up the places like cross keys and stuff started to just get on my mind a bit. And I thought, well, oh, if you're thinking like this, now it's time to get out. And, right. you know, luckily enough, I was still fit enough. There was a little nag in the back of my head thinking, if I do have a bump now, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm buggered, sort of speech, I'm 39 and then... Uh, up to play to that age, fair play, you know, that's a big shift that you put in. But what's your current projects now then? You've stepped out of rugby altogether now, is it? Yeah, just having a, I'm gonna have a good year out of rugby, I think, just to see if I can... Uh, I've been, you know, I've been at it since I was eight years old. Yeah. So uh, I've got a, I've got an electrical business, a mechanical electrical business with uh, former Pontypridd back row Nick Kelly as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had that, uh, we've had that for the last 10 years. And, yeah. Um, the last couple of years it's gone now uh, to try to push it on a bit and uh, you know just that's what I'm into at the minute my my little ones have just started into their team sports and stuff and the boys just started playing rugby now so it's oh, right. uh, so the focus has gone a bit to them on the weekends and a bit of fishing as well I think bit of fishing bit of golf bit of everything yeah <laughs> no, no shopping that's the main one uh, have, have you yeah. Uh, you're into fishing, and have you represented Wales? I think I, yeah, I, read I did. Somewhere. Yeah, I did about five years ago. Yeah, unbelievably. Right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Fly fishing was over in uh, Ireland in one of the in the spring international. Yeah, right. You're a so dual was, international. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I tell the boys winding them up anyway. But what's no, the plans then? When you did retire, I read an article, and you you said you you can't do without rugby, so you're taking a year out. Have you got any yeah, plans to come uh, back into the game? Not at the moment. Get I just like seeing you know I'm gonna have a year out just to see what it is, see what else is about to do on a weekend, and uh, you know if I get that itch, I'll try and uh, try and come back in in a coaching capacity. I sort of see. I think it won't be it won't be good uh, playing anyway at, uh, no, at no. forty. But uh, <laughs> you know if I can, I will. I'll probably try and help out with my my little boy now who's just starting to play and try yeah. and enjoy that. Yeah. And uh, who knows that? It's just a big. It's just such a commitment now. I think people. I don't know if people realise like what the commitment is with the coaching and yeah. Even at like you know semi pro level now with Pontypridd and that that uh, the Premiership level, it is. Uh, you know, it's a big. Uh, it's a big ask for these these boys who are coaching. Yeah, of you course. Know, they do, they're doing a lot of work outside of hours, and some you know boys have got jobs as well. Yeah. And the hours they have to put in with analysis and just planning, and managing boys, you know, and it's. Um, it's not as uh, e- it's not as easy as people think it is. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well for you, whatever the future brings. And um, looking back at a tremendous career there, you know, for Ponty and for Wales and various other clubs. Kerry Sweeney, thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Cheers, good. Oh, thanks so much. It's been yeah. a pleasure. You're listening to the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM with me, Gitto Davis. The Ponty squad were back training at Sardis Road last night and I called by to chat to some squad members about the recent period of inactivity and the prospect of playing Newport on Saturday. Firstly, I asked team manager Dan Godfrey how the extended break from action might have affected the squad. Uh, the boys have trained well, it's disjointed, because uh, there's nothing like playing a game on a Saturday, but we've, we've trained well, recouped, Guard those thoughts, and um, and the focus now is uh, is Saturday against Newport. Has it been a chance for some of the injured players maybe to recover? Have you got more selection options now? Yeah, some boys uh, coming back from injury, but also the boys who put a good shift in for the majority of the season. It's, it could be a blessing in disguise. They've had a couple of weeks off, their bodies recovered, 
they have been still been with fitness skills and, and what have you in training, but they haven't been having the contact on the, on their shoulders, knees, etc. So it could hold us in good stead for the rest of the season, hopefully. The Newport uh, behind us in the table, but um, a couple of games in hand over us, so it's a must-win game again. We say this near enough every game that comes up now. Yeah, Newport very difficult side when we play against them. Uh, there's no love loss between the two of us. They play a good brand of rugby. We do. We pipped the win down there earlier on in the season, but uh, they're always very, very close encounters against uh, Newport. How, how do you see the team shaping up for Saturday? Then is it uh, the game? Obviously, we'll be looking to win. At home, yeah, we don't uh, we don't like losing at home. It's uh, definitely a game we want to we've tar- we'll target. Uh, we want to win, and we've got a few games till the end of the season. Now we want to finish in the top six, so every game is a vital vital game for us. Excellent, thank you, Dan. Thank you. I'm talking to club captain David Lockyer. Well, Dave, you've had uh, over a month now without a game. Have you benefited from that yourself personally and the squad? Yeah, probably the older boys, especially me, like to have a nice rest and our shoulders settle down a bit. So, yeah, it's good for some of us, but I think for uh, the other boys and probably the younger boys who, who are starting to get a run in the game, it probably isn't. But we've got, we've got loads of training in, so boys have been working hard, getting fit and that. So, yeah, it's uh, been a bit of a mini pre-season, but yeah. everyone will be looking forward to Saturday now. Just hopefully the weather won't be too bad and can play, play a bit of rugby. Do you think you can hit the ground running then after that long break? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think it'll suit most of our team, to be honest. So, I think we we were carrying a couple of boys towards the end. A couple of boys were playing with bumps, and I so I think yeah, we can come back fresh now, and especially on our pitch now, we can we can really get into it, and I think we can we can get a big win Saturday. But while we haven't been playing, Newport have uh, had two wins recently, so they on form now. So a tough game again. Yeah, they've been doing really well this season, and uh, like when we beat them down here. A couple of months ago, it could have went either way. It was a, it was a tight game. We we come back and beat them in the end, but we're always tight against them, no matter where they are in the league or we are. It's, it's always tight games, open loads of tries, and hopefully it's going to be the same Saturday. But hopefully it's just we'll come up on top. Do you feel we're coming into the business end of the season now? And uh, if you want to finish in that top six in the league, we got to put a, a run of wins together. Yeah, we got to now. We got to be. We, don't want to look too far ahead, but we've got to be looking to beat Newport only and Merthyr away Saturday. We've got to beat if, if we want to be finishing up there. A couple of results have gone our way with Abravon and RGC lost and Kamada and Drew, I think. So, a couple of results have gone our way now because we were in front in games. But, yeah, it's definitely all to fight for. Definitely, we can. I think we still can achieve second place. But if, if we can go on a nice nice run now, so we've we just got to push now. And uh, I think these two games are going to be massive to be where our season's going to finish now. Is it all about the result then, rather than the performance against Newport? Yeah, it's got to be now. It's, I think too many times we said about performances, and we we've played quite well and, and haven't come up with a win. So we just got to win Saturday and just get it. The weather, the weather. I don't know what it's going to be like. So it might not be a chance to put a big performance in. It's just going to be digging in and just getting those points on the board and and winning. And then obviously going up the Murrith at the end, a nice away game. But we put up to the sword once this season, and I think we definitely got to do it again. Excellent, thank you, Dave. Best of luck. Cheers, good. A few weeks ago, we had Blues Academy and Pontypridd flanker Callie James as a guest on this show, a former captain of Pont Youth and colleague of Camoyth as well. Great news for Callie this week, as he has been selected for the senior Wales 7 squad, flying out to Los Angeles, then on to Canada, for the next rounds of the World 7 series over the coming two weekends. Well done to Callie from all at Pontypridd RFC. That's about it for another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed what's been on offer this week. Thank you to our special guest this week, Ponty legend Kerry Sweeney, 
and to all our other contributors, and thank you most of all to our loyal supporters and listeners. The clearing up after the devastation of Storm Dennis continues. We hope that our listeners, those affected, are coping and getting things back together. Our thoughts are with you. You've been listening to the Ponty Rugby Show, which is on air every Wednesday at 7pm here on GTFM 107.9 FM. I'm Gitto Davis signing out for the time being. Have a good week. Till next week.